21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. I think people will judge you based on what you've done in the past. And so if in the past I shared one third of my wealth creation from a business I started and, and grew with no outside investment um, and no debt, and I sold it and I shared 35% of the economics with my customers and every one of my employees, I felt like that would then give me the reputation that that's what type of businesses I build, which being very intentional about that has allowed me now to be able to use that as part of my promotion and why people would want to work with us. And we launched Cardone Ventures 44 months ago. And in 44 months between Cardone Ventures and the rest of the companies that we've started inside of Cardone Ventures, we have almost 200 employees. A very, uh, very high contributing, strong performance, highly ambitious, highly aligned um, individuals because they understand that there's an opportunity. We're going we're gonna to build a multitude of companies. We're going to share the wealth with our teams and we're going to create massive wealth with our operational effectiveness through the growth and, and eventual exits of multiple companies. I wanted to have the reputation that if you worked with me, you could have confidence. I'm going to share that success and, and it can be built into your long-term uh, strategies. And as you probably know, there is a Gallup Q12 test uh, regarding engagement, employees engagement, and it's terrible. Two thirds are disengaged or actively disengaged. 18% of 100 million US workers that are surveyed every single year by Gallup poll actually admit that they're undermining the organization they work in because they're just upset at themselves, their life, and they're miserable. So they take it out at work versus potentially taking it out at home. So the best you can do when you, when you run uh, or lead an organization is try to drive uh, employee engagement to that 60, 70%. That would be that would be a 50% increase over today's employee engagement, 50% to 100%, depending on which studies you're looking at. But at the end of the day, you want your culture to weed out the bottom third. You want them to, you, you don't want to have to actively be engaged with underperforming employees. You want your culture within your organization, which is your teams, running those people off because they're getting in the way of those teams pursuing their goals in the organization. So, you know, your culture should spit out underperforming people and it should elevate overperforming people. And there is a concept called 10x. So it's 50% is a huge growth. 10x is actually enormous. Yeah, so my business partner wrote the 10x rule, Grant Cardone. And the whole premise of that is, is whatever you're thinking about, whatever you want to do, put a multiplier by 10x and then really stretch your thinking, your belief, your strategy in order to pursue 10x, whatever your goals are. Because what we find are that most people, when they attain or accomplish their goals, they're like, I should have sent them higher. That was too easy. So we try to program into thinking, especially strategically, that whatever you are thinking about, 10x them and, and, and pursue those goals 10 times faster. Because then you can create a greater impact and it's harder. So you have to do better thinking 
about how you're going to execute. You know, out of out of 31 and a half small to mid-sized businesses in the United States, it's documented, but it's probably more than a 12 and a half trillion dollar marketplace right now. Businesses under a hundred million dollars. It's a huge segment of the GDP, and yet 97% of those businesses fail cyclically every 10 years, two-thirds fail in the first five years. And that sector employs almost 67% of the workforce. So there's a massive devastation when businesses are inappropriately run or unfortunately shut down because of missteps. And so our mission here at Cardo Mentors and Grant Cardone myself is to not only save businesses, but save families and save the ability for people to pursue their personal, professional, financial goals through uh, businesses that are well operated, well run, and then teach those entrepreneurs to share their wealth with key team members so that they can inspire and empower people to want to fulfill their careers within an organization instead of feeling like they have to leave to pursue their careers outside of an organization. You know, it's five steps that you have to perfect when you're in business to have an actively engaged employee that's contributing to the organization. And those five steps, and most people aren't good at any one of them, let alone all five. So it's an area that you need to develop, but the five steps to have an actively engaged, highly aligned, highly performing employee is first, you've got to find somebody that raises their hand and says, I want to be that person. Second, you have to be able to attract them in your organization. And if you don't have any methodologies, if you don't have the communication, uh, if you don't have the documentation, if you don't have the strategic initiative to show people how they can how they can pursue their goals within your organization, then it's one thing to find them, but you will not attract them. But once you do attract them, then you got to be able to align them. You have to have the sophistication and the ability to show those team members how they can actually pursue their goals by elevating their thinking, elevating their doing, and elevating their results within an organization over a long period of time so that they can see them succeeding inside your organization. And then the fourth step to that is you have to have a plan to develop your people. No business can grow and scale to the next level of success if you're not growing and scaling the team members that are responsible for that level of success. And as you're growing from 10 million to 20 million to 50 million to 100 million, the intrinsic knowledge of how an organization grows, how an organization works, the cultural alignment within the organization, your best longevity people who are still crushing it, still killing it, still growing personally, professionally, and financially through the organization, those will be your future round of leaders that you need in order to provide the continuity for the rest of the teams. And if you don't have a, a specific development plan, your organization will outscale, outgrow the capacity, the capability, and the intellect of the people that you hired in those positions. So either you grow your team intentionally or eventually you've got to move them out and bring new people in, which causes uh, disruption. And then the fifth element to successfully engage long-term with team members is, is you've got to retain. So, so, so you got to find, attract, align, develop, and then retain. If you have churn as you're trying to grow and scale very quickly and you're churning your best and newest, uh, brightest people out, then you have to find new people to replace them. And in the scaling process, there's 10 elements to scaling. There's strategy, marketing, sales, uh, people, finance. You have leadership, data, you have technology, and you have investment thesis. And somewhere in there, I missed one. 
but I can't remember which one I missed. So we'll put it up on the screen. But the point is, the point is across those 10 elements, when you're a small business, and you're doing a couple million dollars, your competency within your group will not be more than a one or two on a scale of one to 10, because you're just not big enough to have that competency. But as you get up to 125 million, across those 10 elements, you need competent leaders that are sevens, eights, and nines across those 10 elements. And then the leadership above them needs to make sure that they're working together, they're orchestrating together, they're executing together, they know what the mission is, they know what the vision is, and they know how to execute to that as an organization, and they all know how they're going to win. And so designing that and finding people who can become sevens, eights, and nines across all 10 of those elements is the complexity that keeps businesses small because the founder, the owner, or the leadership uh, outgrow their own comfort, their own competency, and their own experience. And so when you're a small business, the only way to grow is through trial and error. When you make a lot of mistakes and you get kicked around, it's easy to retreat and fortify than it is to have the courage to, to, to grow forward. So, so it's really super important to understand the implications of growing and scaling so you can accept them, you can accept the challenges, and then you can make the conscious choice to overcome those challenges if you know what you're building into and you know the people you need to do it with. So I think that I think the implication in the statistics of small businesses failing is really more an implication of not understanding the actual process of growing and scaling and creating massive value within the business. Well, once people have that awareness, they can accept it and they can move through it. So there is a, a percentage of entrepreneurs uh, sharing idea you need to work four hours per day to succeed. There are entrepreneurs more one more in in the domain of 100 plus hours so it's 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 a big difference between comfort and discomfort zone so are you in green zone or or, or red zones you're, you're you're talking about 10x you're talking about scaling you're talking about uh, uh going through challenges are we supposed to be in red zone so to be what's what's the stress level so let me answer it this way um when you have confidence, a high level of confidence, and, 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 and confidence is created through consistency over long periods of time. So you're under less stress, less anxiety, less fear, when you have high confidence that you can confront a situation, move through the situation and convert that into the opportunity that it really is because it's the door that you need to open in order to move to the next level of success. And when you've never done it before and you do it technically wrong, it's easy to elevate stress levels and discomfort and fear and anxiety and stress. And then that becomes the thing that's motivating you and you lose your internal inspiration, which then you lower the ability to inspire people around you. It takes three elements to, to, to get big, right? To 10X. First is you have to have the proper belief. If, if you have lower belief, you have lower activity, which results in lower uh, success. If you have super high belief that something is doable, 
but you don't follow it up with operational effectiveness. The intention to get better every single day, granular, incrementally improving on the things that you can prove work, making them better, making them more impactful, measuring them, driving value through all that you do, and always pursuing excellence and remarkability within your organization. That's operational effectiveness. And if you're not instilling that in your organization, you'll actually lower your own belief about what's possible as you run into resistance. And then the third stool to that leg is leadership. And it first starts when you're small with me leadership because um, you have to be resilient. You have to be courageous. You have to be uh, desperate to succeed because biz building businesses statistically is hard. 97.8% of all businesses under 100 million are stuck under 3 million. So, you know, less than 12 employees and under 3 million in revenue. So, you know, where people concede the difficulty is usually around that 3 million, 12 employee mark. So, so it takes courage and resilience. That's me leadership. Once I bust through my glass ceilings, once I reinforce my belief and I become more effective and I get a bigger, better, more impactful result, I now can transfer because I'm an example to other people, that resilience, that, that effort, that intention, that result. And when I do that, my pivot, my organization from me uh, leadership to we leadership. I start amplifying and magnifying my results through other people. Now output amplifies input. So the more people I have putting output strategically and, and, and intentionally, then the more input I get back in. And that's where business owners, when they finally learn that, that's where they get a quality of life because their active income, their active activities converts to passive income, passive activities, and it allows them to free up their time, energy, and effort to go focus on things that can allow a greater impact if they don't give up in the business. So the cycle of leadership is first me leadership, then we leadership. Well, as your business becomes 15 million, 20 million, 25 million, 50 million, it needs to move from me leadership, we leadership to us leadership. Us leadership comes into play culturally. It means it's ingrained in your leadership organization, whoever is defined as leadership. And, and this is, if you go to Jim Collins, work good to great, great by choice, and most importantly, how the mighty fall, you'll find that the larger the organizations become, the more hierarchical they become, the more those leadership positions become authoritative and dictatorship style uh, operations. And what happens is they go into protection mode. They, I've worked so many years to get to this position. Anybody who can put me under threat, I'm gonna run them off. Well, well, when you're building your business, you have to acknowledge and embrace the fact that if you've got people in positions of control, so it's dictatorship leadership, not influence leadership, they, if they're the wrong people with the wrong intentions, they'll run your best people off. And that is a condition that as you grow and scale your business and you get bigger, you have to understand, I need 10 experts across the 10 elements. I need three to, to six experts that are making those 10 experts all work together towards a specific mission, vision, purpose. And then I need two or three leaders on top of those six to seven leaders, making sure that that whole upper group of leadership are all entirely aligned with what their purpose is. And their purpose is not only to be highly effective in their area of contribution in the business, but it's also to exude an us leadership principle culturally within the organization so people can not only uh, succeed, but they can flourish within the organization, which puts pressure for an organization to flourish and succeed. Somebody has to put pressure from the bottom end up in order to lift the organization up. 
And so many business owners believe it's their job to pull everybody up. Well, if you had to pull everything, you're going to wear yourself out. You're going to injure yourself. You're going to tire yourself. You're going to lower your belief about what's possible. So you need to perpetuate an organization that pushes from the bottom up because people are pursuing their goals through the organization and they have clear visibility into the overall opportunity. And the bigger your organization can get and the bigger you promote as the leader, the big things you're going to do, the more people can succeed inside your bubble. So you attract a higher quality of person that wants to do that versus people that are just think it's their responsibility to show up to work, do nine to five and leave and then complain about work-life balance. If you want to start a business and build it to 25 million, it's actually not technically that complicated. The first thing you have to do is what I call the first P. There's four P's of starting your business. The first P is promote. There's seven promotes. You got to promote who you are. You got to promote what you're doing. You got to promote why you're doing it. You got to promote the impact somebody could expect from you doing it with them. You have to promote the type of people you want to come join you and work with you so you can get the right people in your organization. And then the seventh is you got to promote your people to take over your roles and responsibilities so you can exit what you're doing and go do more impactful things. Once you understand the P, the first P is promote, you never, ever, ever stop promoting. And you teach every team member how to promote and you have the seven P's of promotion. Then the second P is profit. If you never learn how to make money, if you don't understand how to set your, your margins and pay your compensation plans and, and run your business, you're never gonna make money. One of the top three reasons that 97% of all businesses state that they fail is because they can't get access to financing and they can't make money. So if we know that's one of the top three reasons, then learn how to do it early on. Learn how to set your margins, your pricing. And, and for those of you worried about, oh, trying to price yourself against your big competitors that price low, you're already confused as to your value proposition. Big companies that price low usually offer lower value. So price is only an issue in the absence of value. So instead of pricing your product or your services lower, price them higher and add more value, okay? Because when you're starting out, you can't go thin and wide. You can't go so thin with revenues and, and so wide, you won't be able to support the growth of the organization. So you have to, and most people try to do that and they fail. So you wanna go deep and you wanna go narrow when you first start your business out. Add more value, charge more, okay? And then the third P is process. You have to document when you do the seven promotes, how you do the seven promotes, how you follow up on the seven promotes, and then how do you drive those promotes into profitability? Because you have to teach people because the fourth P to getting your business, and that will take you to 15 million, is people. So the, the, that's the multiplier, right? So you got promote, you got profit, you got process, and then you got people, and the people are the multiplier. Now, at 15 million, you have one job as a leader and a founder of an organization. At the point of 15 million, you need three strong leaders in your organization. That's the technical move from breakpoint two, top end eight million to breakpoint three, top end 15 million, is you need three technical leaders. You need the visionary who's focused on the big picture, where we're going, so they're always promoting this big picture, This the, all seven promotes, they're not cut up in the weeds. And then you need the manager, someone who's crossing the T's, dotting the I's, making sure that the things that we say we're doing, we're doing making sure we're paying our bills, making sure we're getting our money in. And then you need the builder, the person that's going to be over there pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing the organization.
Now, once you get to between eight and 15 million, you have those three leaders, you understand the four Ps. Now to go to 25 million, you go into the four Ms. And the four Ms is model, mimic, and master what you have proven works, which is why the process is so important in the Ps because you have documented it, you measure it, you, you study it, you make sure everybody follows the rules doing it. And what'll happen is now you have those three leaders, they each are gonna have teams underneath them and that momentum will carry the business to 25 million. So there's eight principles and then there's two things business owners need because they're always growing from the inside out. They're always growing through trial and error. They're always growing through practicing because most of them have never done it before. And those that have, can do it a lot faster because they have these two things. The two things is context and contrast. As you make decisions, you start to learn intuitively, is it a good decision? What if I would have made the decision differently? Or the next time I did make the decision differently, what better result did I get? So the, the curation of your business from startup to 25 million through the four Ps and the four Ms is two more elements, context, contrast. And so that's why I teach scale, maximizing what you have versus scaling the rapid expansion of what you can prove works. Scale is testing into those principles. It's making sure your people are aligned. It's making sure you're documenting the process and people understand what it is. It's making sure they're modeling after it. They're mimicking it. They're able to get the results. And then mastery is when they have a high level of comprehension and understanding of not only getting the results, but why all the P's and the M's work together. And as you get to 25 million, you develop a wider group of team members that understand this, they have context, they have contrast to bad decision-making as well, but you made it to 25 million. Now at 25 million to 45 million, the business technically changes because you have to do your accounting different. You have to do certain things differently. You're gonna change a lot of stuff in your business. And those changes are gonna come because at 25 million, you're also running your business on average on 14 different systems. So you start hiring team members to, to put the information together so you can find the few things you wanna operate on. But between 25 and 45, you start to move those 14 systems to automation and you realize that the level of competency you have in your organization because everyone is now doing something new you need to go outside your organization to get guidance or advice usually you go to consultants salesforce or hubspot or somebody that's got a consulting firm and then they come in and start working with your company and they start telling you your people don't know what they're doing so now you got a new issue because you got outsiders positioning for higher fees and consultative relationships or you're looking at bringing them in and they're telling you your insiders don't have the competency and it creates this dynamic in your organization. And usually if you don't have non-competes, non-solicitations, things of that nature, all of a sudden on average, you'll lose 20, 30% of your best people that have been there. They'll take the customers, they'll go start another business because you structurally missed what needs to happen between 25 and 45 million. 75 million, you need to go to full automation. So you actually go through that cycle again from 75 to 125 million. And now you're bringing higher level people in and they're they're even more trying to position themselves for executive positions, maybe equity in the company. And you go through that dynamic again. But you know, the good news is, is if you know those dynamics exist, you understand they're part of the principles of growing and you put the right elements in place at the beginning, you won't have those issues. For anybody interested in understanding exactly where they're at in the break point and they want to do their own research, go to cardoventures.com forward slash break point. cardoventures.com forward slash break points.
plural, and you can take our quiz and find out exactly what you need to have in place based on the size of your business today. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik.